0: Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Full Power, where we lead men in ardently pursuing God. So blessed and thankful to have my good friend Tyler in the studio today hanging out. He's going to be sharing his testimony, what Jesus has done and continue to do in his life. And uh, you don't want to miss it, so stay tuned. Tyler, what's up, dude?
1: Let's go, man. It's good to be here.
0: How you doing?
1: I'm good, man. Good. Beautiful Thursday.
0: It's a beautiful Thursday. What is it? Like in the 60s and...
1: Balmy. Yeah. 66 or something.
0: Yeah. I mean, who who ordered that kind of weather? I'm not I lo- complaining. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you making the long and arduous journey from Hendersonville to Arden. Cross
1: County. I yeah, love man.
0: It. Yeah. You know, it. it's a little dicey up here in Buncombe County, but, uh, you know, anything can happen. I love it. <laughs> All right, dude. So, um, so guys, quick update on kind of what's going on with full power. I uh, want to clue you guys in. We're still working on the community platform and uh, still looking for some team members to join the vision and come alongside us and really help out with uh, building that out so that, you know, we can really lead from a place of discipleship and accountability and have that iron on iron. So um, if that's something that God's calling you to shoot us an email, connect at we and uh we'd love to connect with you and uh get you plugged in with the team. So that's that's about uh the long and the short of uh what we going on got going on right abouts now. So um man, do you mind uh open us up in a word?
1: I would love to. Let's pray. God the Father, God the Son and God the Spirit. I pray that you would open up our eyes, open up our ears and our hearts um God us um, people listen. They're here. I pray that they would Breathe in your grace and uh, experience you in this moment. To take a moment to hear from you. Thank you for Andrew. Thank you for what he means to you, what he means to our church, what he means to me, and uh, a gift that he is. Give us grace as we hang out, as we talk, and we love you. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thanks, man. Yeah. So cool. So what's what's happening in your world? We got. Uh, Again, this is going to air in February, but Christmas okay. is coming up. So what's what's kind of on on tap for Christmas?
1: Man, Christmas is awesome. Um, people are so... Um, our people, at least at the church, are so... Yeah. And in our community, they're so um, outwardly focused. Man, we just had an awesome Sunday delivering Man a Food Bank boxes to, to people in need. We had a great uh, Sunday there. And it's a really cool time to be in church. This is kind of where... You get to invite that friend, talk to your you know neighbor, and uh, people are receptive yeah. to the Christmas message too, um, and so it makes for a really kind of fun season as a pastor, someone yeah. who's in the church world. This is a good time, man. Yeah, this is a good. And this
0: time. this is your first Christmas as a campus pastor. So
1: we didn't have uh, Christmas Eve services last year. Yeah, it's a little dicey there. Yeah, um, but yeah, my first day at the Hendersonville campus was March 2020.
2: Okay. Yeah, so
1: yeah. like my first staff meetings were on zoom, uh, didn't have church on Sunday. So it's kind of a different world now, but, yeah. uh, people have been great. Oh yeah. Church has been good to us. Um, and so it's just been really fun to kind of navigate yeah. those decisions. Uh, but yeah, to March, 2020. And then now it's great. Yeah. I'd much rather be here. So
0: yeah, in, indeed, man. Uh, COVID has been, uh, tricky. Yeah. Trixie, Trixie Hobbit. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. I love it though, man. It's people have been good.
0: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I I think, um, you know, we always kind of, it's easy to focus and hone in on, um, the challenges and kind of the negative stuff that we've seen from COVID and stuff like that. But I mean, there really is a lot of positive as well. You know, we see, um, you know, I can speak personally, you know, I simply geographically, I've had to be closer in with my family. So, um, tighter and tighter knit with my family than I've ever been. Yep. And I think we see that across our community and everything. We see
1: it with family and people are making decisions because they are kind of getting to the bottom of what they value, right? Yeah, they want to go good, like, yeah. man, this is what I value. Maybe pre-pandemic there was like, man, family, yes in name, but the way I live my life, maybe not. And so yeah. now people are like owning that and saying, man, family discipleship, uh men in the home, now yeah. they're owning it. Yeah. And so we we have some owners now. Yeah. Uh, at least From what i've heard
0: yeah and uh, you know i think i think that's true that's what that's what uh, i've kind of been seeing just by rubbing shoulders and talking to guys it sounds like uh, we really do especially in our area um have a lot of guys that are really embracing their god-given roles as husbands as dads you know and uh you know leading in the home like uh in in a fashion that we haven't really seen for a while and i'm energized by that
1: and i think a lot of people They use this as an opportunity, yeah, and they're like, "Man, this is like I need to step up." So it's been some good conversations, just you know, coffees and lunches with talking with people. It's been really encouraging, yeah, specifically for
0: families. Yeah, it's been good too. I agree, man. So tell me, tell me a little bit about uh, your your life, man. Tell me a little bit about how you got to be here today. You know, when did Jesus get a hold of you, Mm -hmm. and and just kind of your testimony.
1: So being in uh, a pastor's home. Right. And so like I grew up in it, but I also had to make the decision for myself. Yeah. So uh, there was an evangelist uh, early, early, early on. It was like Sunday night service. It was like a classic. Hey, this is kind of like Sunday night church. Yeah. And the song was playing. The pastor evangelist person came up and shared the gospel clearly. And I had heard Bible studies. I'd grown up. I had gone to the classes, right? Third grade. You know, fourth grade, whatever it was. And in that service, I do remember the good news. I remember the gospel becoming beautiful mm. for the first time. Yeah. And again, I was in like third grade. Right? Yeah. I was like nine or eight. Yeah. And, uh, but in that moment, it was a simple gospel. It was simple. It was clear for me. And I responded. And so in that moment, I remember hearing that. And then that started a series of conversations with my family and my dad. And man, it was kind of that moment where I was like, man, I just heard something that is beautiful yeah. Yeah. for the first time. And so that's when it clicked. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure there's a certificate of baptism somewhere that has a date <laughs> on it. Uh, He's official.
0: <laughs> yeah. My,
1: my, uh, yeah, my dad got to baptize me. Oh, how cool is It was that? awesome. So really young, shared my testimony in front of everybody, right? This is like when you yep. share your piece of paper yep. uh, in front of everyone. But I forgot who said it. Maybe it was, Literally Giglio or something, but I gave all that I knew of myself mm. to all that I knew of God. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people in my boat who do struggle with like I don't have a date. Yeah. I was so young. Uh, but I love to reassure people that, man, like you gave all that you knew of yourself at that time yeah. to the degree that you knew God. Yeah. And it was a simple gospel. Yeah. Good news for people even in third grade. Yeah. Um, and so I think my testimony is that he keeps me. Mm, yep so my testimony is not like man this radical change although it is yeah mine is man god keeps me Mm -hmm. he stays close to me ups and downs i think that's an that's other people's stories as well as i talk to people um growing up in church around spiritual things but they had to make that choice for themselves and the ones who don't are the ones who uh you talk about and you're like man you know did you ever have that moment of life change yeah um and so that's a conversation that I have a lot. But again, called to ministry.
0: Uh, what age? What age was that?
1: Man, that was probably hmm, it's probably sixteen, wow. seventeen. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So um, I had a student pastor. The value yeah. of a student pastor. Yeah. Uh, discipling me, and uh, avoided a lot. Yeah. Of uh, of high school things that people get into and stuff like that, man. So, um, he discipled me in the way of Jesus, uh, read scripture with me, prayed for me, took me to every camp that he went with. He traveled a lot and he, he said, I'm going along mm-hmm. and, uh, I got a taste for ministry. And so, man, I was like, man, I could, I think I could do this. Yeah. I want to do this. Yeah. And I love the church. And so at 17, whatever it was, I thought at first it was going to be like, I'm going to grow a beard and then go to <laughs> Africa and like share the gospel. Like, you know, yeah. To, yeah, to everybody, and travel into the desert. Yep. Um, but then as you know, the Lord starts to work in. Like, what are your passions? And what are you gifted at? What do you want to do? Uh, it kind of ironed out that I think the local church shepherding under the umbrella of uh, teaching.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: spiritual director. Yeah, I don't know if that's a term, but yeah, spiritually directing people. Mm-hmm. Um. Conversations like this about discipleship. Yeah, that's kind of where it kind of just became clear. And so from there, I was like, "Man, I got to get a degree, get an education." Mm-hmm. It's a long road. Yeah, right? pastoral leadership is a long road for many. And so I was like, "Man, I need to prepare." Uh, what that would look like? So went to Liberty, and mm-hmm. then my wife, Carissa, she was born here. Right? She's okay, a Native. Yep, yep. So she went to Inca down yep. the road, and then. Um, so she grew up here, knew this, she knew this area, and so she's seen it grow too. And so she also went to Liberty and we met the first week. So, oh, we, had, cool. so we had some mutual friends, we yeah. didn't know each other. Um, and then just as we were talking together, um, ended up dating through college. And then we graduated. The next weekend, we got married, mm-hmm. got a U Haul, mm-hmm. honeymoon, U Haul, gr- took all of our stuff. Yeah. And we actually moved to Raleigh. Uh huh. Um, she also was doing work. I was doing seminary and grad school in Wake Forest, mm-hmm. and I was doing student ministry, and yeah. it was a crazy season. Uh,
0: were, you, were you at Summit? Is that
1: where you were? I was at Apex Baptist. Or Apex, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, John Mark, yeah. also one of my student pastors, he was at, on staff at Biltmore. He actually was the senior pastor there, and he gave me a call Yeah, and gave me a chance. And so I was trying to keep up. Yeah, It was really fun. Um, I loved that season. Mm-hmm. And then I would commute to... Classes like at night and stuff. Yeah. Um. And so I love that area just to learn, not only the classroom experience, but like chicken dinners. Yeah. With, with grandmas, you know. Yeah. And hospital visits. Yeah. And to get that experience, I think that just solidified. Like, yes, the pastoral, um, role, mm-hmm. is pretty, is a high calling. Yeah. And yet that preparation phase really just prepared for Carissa and I. We always prayed and said, man. If we have the opportunity, could we come home? Yeah. And you know, we, we want to come home to the mountains. Yeah. And so uh, got some more phone calls. And yep. then there was an open position. So um, loved young adult ministry right before came to the campus. Uh, young adult ministry with young professionals, young married couples. Um, that is a season. I think that's overlooked a lot. Yeah. Um, but from newlyweds, premarital counseling, all the way to like college, young professional living in Asheville. Yeah. Um, that is a ministry mm-hmm. that um, it was an honor Yeah, to, to do that recently. And then, like I said, March, 2020 opportunity to come to uh, the Hendersonville campus and lead that team. Yeah. it's Amazing. Yeah. So that's like kind of the nutshell moment. That's kind of like in the kind of how I would explain it. But man, the Lord has been faithful. And I think the beauty of it is. Like I said, giving all that I knew of myself in that moment and then continuing to entrust myself and then learning more about God. Yeah. And so there was that moment, man, the gospel became beautiful, but that was so young. Yeah. I cherish that moment. I still have um, memories from that church. And yeah. I think that that's where, like, for husbands and families, we don't need to under, underestimate that value yeah. of being around the things of God and those habits and formative times where, hey, yeah. we go to church. Yeah. We worship the Lord. We do this. Um, That's my testimony, man.
0: Yeah. I love it. I I love it too, man. And, uh, you know, the theme of, you're talking about um, how God keeps you and Mm -hmm. everything. So tell me, tell me a little bit about like what, like we talk a lot on this, on this program about abiding Mm -hmm. and the presence of God. So what, what would you say kind of your journey in the context of keeping and abiding and being Mm -hmm. in his presence? What has that kind of been like?
1: Yeah, man, I think it's changed um, even even recently in COVID, yeah. right? You you yeah. think you have a rule of life. You think you have habits. You think you have these spiritual disciplines, right, people say. Um, and then those get topsy-turvy the last 18 months or so. So, um, man, I've, I found a rhythm recently. Um, I actually have a, it's on my phone, and it's a Book of Common Prayer app. Mm-hmm. And so it's a quick app. I use it every day. Uh, morning psalm, evening psalm, New Testament, gospel, and then yeah. Old Testament. Nice. And so it goes through, uh, if you're not familiar, the Book of Common Prayer. Um, it's been used for centuries. And so for them, this is kind of like it's in a book form too. Um, But those are just the scripture readings you read every day. And so you'll read the psalms multiple times. You'll read the New Testament multiple times. And it's just really easy to have my schedule. Mm-hmm. And so people are like, hey, what's your Bible reading plan? And it's that. Yeah. Psalm in the morning psalm at night and so there's the fixed hour prayer where I actually get notifications about on my phone take 5 minutes to pray and I'll just go walk that's good right so there is those moments where it's fixed just like you would have an appointment mm-hmm. right where I can take an appointment and my appointment is with God yeah. and I can just take those moments and for some people that may not work but for me um morning evening lunch fixed hour prayer uh even if it's just for 5 or 10 minutes that recenters me yeah to say All right, I need I need to go walk around the building, or I need to go drive, or I need to go to a park or something, and and follow the example of Jesus where he went alone to pray. Yeah, right. And so those have just been like habits that I've tried to form in there. And then you have your you know uh, personal devotion books. Try to you know try to do x amount of books a year. Um, Spiritual church, fun books, different books, stuff like that. That. Loving God with mind, heart, soul, strength. Yeah. Um, so those are some of the really good resources that I use um, along with your traditional, man, I'm going to go study deep in an epistle yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, and then scripture memory. I think, mm-hmm. I, I think I need to do a better job. Yeah. But um, I think we all can. But that has been where I'm like, man, those are those verses where you talk back to yourself, right? You talk to God and you can say, I'm going to declare this verse. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're more on the offensive. Um, that also helps with abiding. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I think that's a whole, that's a massive conversation oh, yeah. about spiritual disciplines, formation. Um, it is not just a Sunday thing, right? It yeah. is a Monday through Saturday yeah. holistic view. Um, and there's a lot of good churches. There's a lot of good resources now. Um, the common language is rule of life. Mm-hmm. So there's stuff you do quarterly, mm-hmm. There's stuff you do daily, stuff you do weekly. Right, weekly Sabbath. Um, I'll tell you, man. If, if if you're listening and you haven't endorsed this, man, 24 a, a hour Sabbath. If you can do it, no email, no phones, no work, um, with your wife. Right, do something life giving with yourself. Do something life giving with your family, and do something life giving with God. If it's not life giving, don't do it. Yeah. Right. Don't do chores. Yep. Uh, but I think that's a holistic view It changed our marriage, kept us from burnout. Yeah. Prioritized our Marriage, um, because you take twenty four hours to stop,
2: yeah, yep.
1: I think there's wisdom there, um. So that's another habit mm-hmm. that I just like added into our marriage. Not perfect at it, um. I absolutely love looking forward, yeah, to Sabbath. So that's yeah. a weekly discipline, mm-hmm. um, and you have daily disciplines, and then you have you know monthly disciplines, right? Mm-hmm. Community with uh, a meal with community, right? Yep. Our and group, we call them, um, we have dinner and there's something about the meal where you have table fellowship. And so those are disciplines that we've added uh, into our life. Yeah. as a marriage and individually too. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, that's good, man. And uh so I know uh you're you're a daddy now. Yeah. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. Let's I, go. So, uh
1: also I don't recommend having a baby in a pandemic, <laughs> right? So, but it happens. Yeah. So. <laughs> and you guys survived it, right? We we survived, man. So, um Elsie uh was born here and it was Easter Monday, 2020. So Easter services were online that night, man, it's the whole process. And then we were found ourselves in the, in the hospital. So yep. she's beautiful. Chris is a champion for it. Yeah. It was, it was awesome, but it's jarring. Oh yeah. So we didn't know what's going on. It's like the end of the world. Oh yeah. <laughs> April, 2020 was weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Indeed, man. So it's, it's been awesome. What, what would you say that uh, God's really showing you and shaping you as a daddy now? Like, what's the, what's, what's the big thing?
1: Yeah, and uh, I forgot who I told this to recently, but, you know, the reason, I think, that I'm just pressing into, lately, the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. Yeah. Um, God is described as a father because that's what he is. Right? He has a son. Mm-hmm. And so that relationship there, just seeing that in all of its beauty, like in the Gospels, but then you're also, like, trying to put Elsie to bed, like I'm trying to put my daughter to bed, and so now I'm like, oh, a father is a giver, sacrifices, loves, right? Overflowing with love. And so those are those qualities and I'm like, oh I make sense now. Right. Yeah. It's the cliches, but those have been real, even yeah. in the chaos of bedtime and um, you know, trying to read the Grinch how the Grinch stole Christmas. <laughs> and yeah. then also like pray. Yeah. And uh and put her to bed. Um yeah. and so those are those moments where I'm a I'm described as a father. I am a father. And so that's an identity. But then also, like those qualities of, of fatherhood, man giving, sacrifice, like I mentioned, um, now you start to see those, for instance, like in Ephesians one, in Ephesians one, I'm like, okay, God the Father blesses in Christ with the relationship with Jesus, Jesus is, accomplishes our salvation, and then the Holy Spirit seals us, yeah, and so that's like a whole in one chapter, but the des- the description of God the Father, giving, loving, uh, things like that has been really. Uh, I would say the last four months. Yeah, recently now that she's walking and she's grabbing stuff and uh, she's complete chaos. Yeah. Uh, in that moment, I'm like, fatherhood. Yep. I love it.
0: Yeah. Um, What's the most most beautiful memory so far as being a daddy?
1: Man, I think those bedtimes where um, uh, reading a book, combing her hair, um, after shampoo and condition and all the craziness, you gotta made a mess. And then reading, and then turning off the machine, this, or turning on the, the noise machine, yep. turning off the lights. Yep. Um, and then she just kind of trusts you and goes to sleep, right? Mm. And just holding her and praying over. Um, again, you're not going to get used to that yeah. until you do it, right? And then yeah. you can't prepare for it. Yeah. Uh, but those are those, I try not to miss bedtimes for that reason, Yeah. right? Yep. So I can have that. Yeah. Um, so those have been really tender. Yeah. And uh, there's also the fun stuff, right? Go to Mills River Park. Yep. She kicks a soccer ball.
0: We've seen you there. Oh, I yeah. Can, I can verify you Dude, go. she's everywhere.
1: <laughs> and she just runs. And there's yeah. just a field. Yep. And she just runs, right? <laughs> so that's kind of the phase we're in now. Yeah. So if I put her in the house too long, she destroys everything.
0: Yeah. Well, man. So I love it. It's, it it happens. You know, I'm, I'm like age-wise a little bit in advance yep. of you as far as our kids. We've got a two-year-old little girl and a four-year-old little boy. So... Uh, man,
1: I yeah, give me advice. Come well, on.
0: I, I don't know about advice, but, um, I, well, yeah, I do. I do have something that I'd share. Yeah. I think, um, it's crazy. Like, um, they're, they're growing and maturing and developing so quickly that they could have a season that could literally last like 48 hours wow. and it can be such a sweet little tender season, mm. something special. And if you're not, present and appreciating it and just, um, you know, inviting God in to be with you and your family in it Mm. and just making it as memorable and awesome as it can be. You can literally miss an entire like little micro season of their life. So uh, if I, if I had to say advice, it's man dial in and and don't miss it. Mm.
1: Yeah. I've been, I've been actually convicted about coming home in the chaos. And then it's like the cliche of like, Hey man, you should probably put your phone like in another room. Yeah. Because they're gonna try to take it. They want your attention. <laughs> yep. Right. And so yep. even she's in that phase too. So I'm like, man, it's an honor. Yeah. To put my phone away and hang out. Yeah. You know, with you. Um, and go to your playroom and let's do whatever. Right. Yeah. So we're in a fun stage there, even though she's only, you know, twenty months. Yeah. It's almost two. The spring she'll be two. Just crazy. Um, <laughs> but even those moments you're like, I literally could miss a a dinner. Yeah. You know, conversation where she just wanted to do something. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I feel that, and I was actually really bummed out one yeah. night recently. Uh, why would I be texting or answering emails or what? Why would I do that? Yeah. I, whenever I have these, you know. Yeah. She's right in front of me.
0: So. I, I don't know. I can't remember who I was talking to, and um, maybe maybe the full power guys know better than I do because it might have been on the show. I talked mm-hmm. to so many guys, but somebody was telling me recently uh, we were just talking about the distracted world that we're a part of, and. He was, he was being transparent and, and, uh, he was just sharing that, you know, he is on his phone when he's at home at times, you know, he tries to be cognizant of it. However, his kid came up to him and like, tried to take the phone out of his hand and it's like, daddy, daddy, you mm. know, be, you know, like That's getting, tough, getting, getting him back into the moment with, with his kids. So tough. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, I think we have to be really really focused, really dialed in, really cognizant of the time sucks, you know, the phone, the computer, the email, the correspondence. And, you know, I, I I think, I think, uh, Matt that was on the show a while ago, really, really like dialed it in for me was just the idea of the, the most significant resource that we have to give is our focus. Mm -hmm. Wow, And, uh, you know, like I'm a h i am ai like to think I'm a hundred percent here with you. Yeah, yeah. And I like to think that when I'm with my kids, I'm a hundred percent with them. When I'm with my wife, I'm a hundred percent with them. And it's it's obviously not easy, right? Um It's it's pretty difficult, man. It's it's a challenge. Yeah. It's a it's a challenge for moment to moment. So mm. um I think that's that's super powerful. Um and uh, you know, as you're thinking about, you know, we talked about you your your kind of capacity as a dad. Um what kind of, um, you know, wisdom and stuff has God been showing you as, as a husband? You know, what, what have you been learning there?
1: Yeah. Um, so my wife, Carissa, has been in uh, grad school. So she just finished up her uh, first semester at WCU in mm-hmm. Biltmore Park. So she's been doing night classes.
0: What's she studying?
1: So she's she's taking a social work degree. Oh, wow. So she wants to do social work counseling. That's awesome. MSW, things like that. And so um, she's crushing it, right? Yeah. And so as a husband, now this is my season of, okay, let me take, what's the most helpful thing I can do? And that's like a really good question. So now I'm like, what's the most helpful thing I can do for her in this moment? And that's a solo bedtime, bathe, put, you know, put Elsie down. Like those are gifts that I can give. And so we have this kind of rhythm now, but we didn't. And so we actually had to sit down and as the husband, I could say like Monday through Friday, let's take it a week at a time. We actually had to slow down. Uh, There is grand planning and vacations and scheming, but like actually the season that I'm in now um, is now like, okay, Monday, let's talk Tuesday. We have to communicate. And so it's been a really good exercise for us because then now we're like, okay, now that we're planning our week. We can plan our date. We can plan our Sabbath. We can plan these different things. And then so now as the husband, um, our planning and our calendar is now the fruit of what we value.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, it didn't always be that way. It wasn't oh, yeah. always that way. But now that I feel like our calendar says who we are. Yeah. And so now and, we're valuing.
0: And, things. And you put intentional focus on it.
1: You have to. And so that's a Monday with the chaos. She's coming home from work at 7. Elsie's already down or 7.30 she comes in i'm doing dinner which is a growth area yeah right? or a weakness uh so i'm i'm doing dinner which is great it's an honor and then uh, bath and bed right mm-hmm. solo and so that as a new parent and as a new husband those bleed together yeah. right those those go together so uh very quickly oh, yeah. and so now i feel like that's her season of i've done grad school so now we're like flipped and so now she you know she was such a gift she is a gift and then now the roles just slightly change to where like we got to get through the week. Yep. So let's do it together. Yeah. So as a husband, you know, the whatever it takes mentality. That's good. Um, and those are the, that takes focus. That takes planning. Um, the worst weeks that we have are the ones where we don't communicate. Yeah. So there's a direct correlation where. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you had a meeting, and so now you're texting and it gets sideways. Yep. Um, so that really forces us to take those moments at eight thirty. Yeah, kid, you know, Elsie's down. Um, I like cleaning the kitchen. Yeah. This is like a weird thing. Right. So like, <laughs> no, that's, that's okay. okay. Well, it's so therapeutic, I, right? So it's therapeutic. Put a podcast on, I can crank out some content and I'm just like, I like cleaning. I like having a, that's like our thing. So that's like a deal we make. Yeah. And if you can get me here, I'll get you, man. Like I'd love to, to have that. Um, so I think with, with that that's just a really underutilized under talked about uh, aspect of family kids husband but right now my greatest gift i can give her is to serve her in that way yeah she's a she serves she does so much for our family but now that she's going back to school this two months or so yeah as a husband man i need to step up and say here's how i can serve tangibly right yeah. it's not just like i'll pray for you yeah it's like no i'm here i'm going to rubber meat in the red. Also me also doing the laundry, the dishwasher, and then guess what? You know, let's you need a massage, you need to go to a spa, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I can do those things now yeah. with her and then make sure she's taken care of that way. So that's good. That's man. a long way of saying live with your wife according to knowledge. Hmm. The knowledge of the gospel. And I think there's aspects of knowing her more and knowing what her season entails, knowing when she gets home. Knowing what gives her life, what drains her, taking that off the table, helping her—that's um, been like a th- two-month boot camp. Yeah. For me. Yeah. So uh, right now, that's what it is. I hear you. It's good. Yeah. It's good. I hear
0: you, man. Um. So thinking back on ministry thus far. Mm-hmm. What what's like uh, the sweetest memory so far in ministry?
1: Sweetest memory? Um. I have been refreshed mm-hmm. by. Um, not just at the campuses, but talking with the other pastors on staff, uh, baptisms. Um, there's you're talking about there's been some crazy, there's been some bad, yeah. But the life change, really studying baptism, not just what it is, yeah, what it isn't, but then also what does it signify for someone who's taking that step? What does it signal to God? Yeah, and the commitment by w- the witnesses of a church family. Yeah, right, your new spiritual family, and then witnessing that. You talk about going back to your testimony. I think that whenever we see baptisms at our church or any church, it actually stirs the congregation as well because they're like, I remember my time. I remember that time. And so now everyone is feeding off of this public display Mm -hmm. of allegiance to Christ. Um, Those will never get old. To confess, there has been a time where I'm like, dude, it's baptism. It's like every week. Yeah. but my heart has been wrecked yeah. and stirred recently, not just at our campus this year, um, but just talking with other pastors about, man, old life going into the water, new yeah. life coming out. Yeah, That's been extremely refreshing, Yeah, especially with the ups and downs. And that is like a high point. Um, so baptisms, um, I actually love talking with mm-hmm. people, with men, women, families about their plans for yeah. spiritual disciplines, uh, Galatians 419, um, I'm in the pains of childbirth until I see Christ formed in you, right? I think that's a really good pastoral like motto. Mm-hmm. Like I want Christ to be formed in you so badly. Yeah. And so my conversations have been that way recently with people. Um, hey man, how, what advice would you give for someone starting out in prayer? How, how do I take a Sabbath? Any tips for reading your Bible? Yeah. Right? We're coming to the end of the year of the Bible as a church, and so your plans, maybe they crashed, maybe they're going strong. For us, my conversations have been, as a pastor, how, how can we see these patterns? How can I live this out? How can I do that? And so those conversations, um, that's why you do it. Been really refreshed. Even yeah. the good and the bad, man, be open about how you struggle. Yeah. yeah. This actually is a disaster. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So I've been pressing into the disciplines and then pressing into, um, the gifts of the spirit, Yeah, the church alive. And so, um, I try to match people. It's kind of part of my job is your gifts and your passions. And what are you good at? I forgot who said it. So don't quote me. Uh, (laughs) but Home Depot church. Yeah. Right. Like you can do it. We can help. And we can help. Yep. And so, man, if there's a ministry like this, if there's a ministry that you're passionate for, you can do it. You don't need me. But <laughs> theoretically, I could help. Yeah. If you wanted me to. Yeah. And so that has been a frequent conversation. It's been very life-giving to me for people to click. Yeah. Oh, Tyler doesn't have to do it. Yeah. Right? Like, you can do it. And as a spiritual director, pastor, shepherd, if you want to, I can help. Yeah. As far as think, think about this and this. And this. Um, that's also very frequent conversation recently with yeah. church members yeah it's been really cool
0: um so t- t- if, if you don't mind and this is a little bit of a yeah. shift in gears but um i i uh I just feel like uh there, there. there's probably a guy watching and listening today that isn't all in with Jesus and mm-hmm. he's like on the fence and trying to figure figure life out figure faith out um mm-hmm. what would you say to that guy right now? He's on the fence. He's he's thinking about Jesus, but he's not sold.
1: Man, um,
0: if you're up for it,
1: depending on who the person is, I did this with a guy recently. Um, I would invite you to read with somebody the book of Mark. And that whole book is a very short book about who is Jesus. Is he God? I don't know. Uh, the whole book is about see for yourself. Yeah. Make the choice for yourself. And so that's like a more of a challenge than you know, an invitation. But if you do, um, you will find the answer. And I think that that is where I've been having, again, frequent conversations with people about man. let's read the book of Mark together. Let's try it.
2: Yeah. The
1: whole book. Is he the son of God? here's a claim. Here's a claim. Here it is. Here's his character. How does he treat people? Boom. How does he do this? Boom. Right. So you're, you're learning more about Jesus in those short, um, short book. Yeah. So, um, don't do it alone. Yeah. Coffee, my email in the notes, right? (laughs) Yep. Uh, I, I do think it is not going to be from a lecture. It's not gonna be from a sermon. Yeah. Although it could be.
0: Might be from a podcast, though. Could be from a podcast
1: (laughs) because I think it's a conversation. Right, exactly. And so that is where I think God goes to great lengths. We say it as a church. He'll go to great lengths to show himself if you're an honest doubter, honest skeptic, honest whatever. Yeah. And if you're honest about those questions, um, there's good resources for you to say, I want to dig in honestly. Um, And God will show himself whether it's through a person podcast scripture whatever yeah uh and god answers that prayer yep. if it's an honest yeah uh i have doubts i have challenges i have questions um bring them yeah let's get a cup of coffee yeah um i can't do coffee in the afternoon caffeine free
0: <laughs> oh really is that a new thing that you're working on Man, or? my
1: my sleep rhythm got so bad okay because i was drinking coffee in the afternoon wasn't sleeping very well so i tried to take control of that and wean myself off it was painful. Yeah. Right? So I do a cup in the morning. Period. Yeah. Okay. But I try to do so I can sleep. Good man. So anyway, in the morning, ask your question. <laughs> but yes, I, I God gives. He is so. He is so um, gentle. Yeah. With, with men and women who, ask honest questions about the faith. Yes. Yeah. I don't. Do not think you have. We have a God who, is going to say, "Don't ask questions." Right. Uh if you're looking around at Jesus, right? Again, I invite you look at those claims. Look at how he lived his life. It's a compelling case.
2: Yep.
0: It's
1: beautiful. So. I,
0: I I think uh I think you framed it very well, my good sir. Yeah. I uh I concur a hundred percent. And uh, you know, to to that guy that um, you know, is just kinda kicking the tires of the faith, so to speak. Um, you know, I, I think I think you said exactly <laughs> exactly right, you know. Explore uh Jesus' life, the claims that were made, yeah, and uh you know we uh, uh we serve a God that's big enough to handle the hard questions, and uh you know uh, put in put into whatever test you deem necessary for your faith, and uh mm. he will stand up under it
1: I think you will, and that's yep. the good news, man yep, yeah, and I do think just one thing like i I do think that if you read you know Mark or whatever you can. Enter into those pages of scripture. Look at you know. Look at it for yourself, and I do think you're going to see actually not just a vision of Jesus, but you're going to see a vision of his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And again, a kingdom language is just a vision for the future. Um, and I, I think that's compelling too. Yeah. Right, the way that he teaches, um, nonviolent retaliation. Right, yeah. the way that he teaches things. Yeah. How to view women, finances. Pick a topic. Yeah. And how he deals with those things. Um, those are answers that. Uh, are beautiful and compelling. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what, what would you say is, uh, like kind of as we're, we're bringing things to close, what is a nugget of wisdom Mm -hmm. that God's kind of like imparted to you that you, you just feel like you need to share with the guys today? What, what would just rock their world?
1: Man, uh, in the new Testament, this is how I'd frame it in the new Testament. Disciple is a noun. Okay, so hey, who who are you discipling? Controversially, right? You could say nobody. You follow Jesus, and yes, you can be an example and you can put things into place because Matthew twenty-eight says, "Make disciples," right? Form disciples. But I can't read my Bible for you, right? You can't read your Bible for me. We can do it together. Yeah. Um. But there is an ownership of the faith. You are a disciple. You are following Jesus, right? And so that is the lesson that I've learned over just recently. There's a lot of good people doing it. But because it's a noun, there's ownership. You are or you are not yeah. a disciple. And so that's the invitation. Are you going to follow Jesus, live into his way, live into his kingdom? He's not just, yes, he's God, but he's not. He is a teacher. Mm-hmm. He gave us the way of life. Um, it goes into a, a whole thing, but I, I would say that the ownership of you are or not a disciple. So this is borrowing off of Dallas Willard, other people who um, make that claim. Yeah, Follow Jesus. Look at his life. And I think that is going to be the call for not just our generation, but um, I'd say the future of the church, man. Yeah, Are, are disciples going to act like disciples? It's kind of that question, right? So it's a kind of an open-ended question, but as I look at church, as I look at the future, as I look at different things, that's the call. Mm. Are Christians, quote-unquote, going to act like disciples, uh, apprentices, right? Mm. Yep. A lot of books have been using right now. That's what it's translated to, apprentice. Yep. There's a master teacher. He's our example. He's our f- person to follow. And are we going to live into that? Is is what I think the invitation is for people, yeah. men, women, families. Own that, yeah. be an apprentice, follow Jesus. That's, good, That's what man. I've been learning. That's good. That's what I'd say. That's
0: good. Um, and uh, I know you're, I know you're a reader. Yeah. So tell, tell me, tell me, tell me what you're into right now. What, uh, what are you enjoying reading right now?
1: Man, I um, so each year I'll. Make a like a Microsoft Word document. I'll do all the page counts and then I'll do how many books. Mm-hmm. So, like 2019, 2020, 2021, and then 2022 is not done yet. But I got a January 1- one. Got a little time. It, it starts. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm going to finish the other two that I'm reading before New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um, but I've read. I know you have to a lot of leadership books. And there's a lot of leadership books that are out there that are good. And then there's like the ones that are like biblical leadership and yeah. you're like, okay, these are like different. Um, and so for me, I'm actually reading a book called servants and fools. This actually makes the case that like how many times does does Paul or Jesus use the word leader? One time. Yeah. Debatable, but one time. Uh, and so now he's like, how do you describe people who lead? Well, they're servants and then they're, he he makes the case that they're like, they're fools because there's worldly leadership and they had these structures and then there's Christian uh, leaders, right? And so it's a really fascinating book. Yeah. The author, his name escapes me. I'll have to send it to you.
0: That's a great name. Yes. yes. I wish I was named that. Yeah. His name escapes me.
1: His name escapes me. I don't know his <laughs> name, uh, but I'm like right in the middle of that. Yeah. And then I think that's going to get me to Christmas. And then it's going to get me to like the New Year's and that'll nice. be... I think it, I think I took a step back. I think it's like 25 books.:
2: nice, nice. So
1: usually it's goes through a lot of topics. Oh, yeah, a lot of topics. but I uh, mean, that's a really good one. Yeah. Um, Arthur I forgot his name. I'll send it to you. But do it. <laughs> um, that's a really, really fascinating book right now that I'm reading.: Cool. Um, but then it, I was looking over here. Anything on the shelf? Yeah. If you're listening, if you're looking at anything over here, yeah. Read those. So uh, those are those are really good.
0: Cool, man. Cool. Well, hey, dude. Um, I'm gonna um I'm gonna close this out in prayer, dude. We'll love it. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time just hanging out with Tyler. And uh, Lord, I just uh, thank you for your hand on his life, on his marriage, on his ministry, on his uh, uh, being a daddy. And uh, Lord, just ask continued um, provision. Um, through your abundant wisdom, strength, peace, power, joy, uh whatever Tyler needs whenever whenever you know he needs it just uh shower it upon him and uh continue to sanctify us um and uh lead us in the way you would have us to go and uh lord, i just pray for the uh men hanging out with us today that uh um something that uh Tyler shared today just connects with them and spurs them on to uh a deeper pursuit and love affair with you and, uh, Lord, we just, uh, trust you with the outcome and we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Cool, man. Thanks so much for being on the show, dude. This is awesome. Yeah, it was this fun. Is so right? cool. It was fun. Thank you for the invite. Absolutely. This we'll, is awesome. we'll have you back. We'll have you back. Come on, and, uh, so, uh, really I don't have anything else to share. I shared the community update at the beginning. So, uh, anything else from your side of the table, sir?
1: No, man, I, I, it was an honor to be here. Thank yeah. you. Uh, again, I have the email in the show notes, so yep. if any questions, any concerns, man, yep. feel free to send them to me. I get emails all the time.
0: There you go. There you go. So, Yep, uh, we'll put the the uh, um, email address in the show notes so you can reach out to Tyler and cool. have coffee with him in the morning.
1: Yes, in the morning.
0: In the morning. That would, that would help me. <laughs> in the morning.
1: That would help me, thank
0: you. All right, well, cool. Well, guys, uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us. And uh, uh, as always, you're loved, you're sent. Get out of here. Have some fun out there. Be blessed. And uh, we'll catch you on the next show. Peace.